wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. We're back at the station today for a special pod. I was able to sneak out. Mom is in town. So with the extra set of hands, I left. And I made it here for post-game. Thanks, Mom. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Mom. I ain't got no babies. Thank you, Mom. Uh, So a little less chaotic. We can actually focus on the podcast this week. We don't have a toddler and a newborn to contend with. The whole Chicago crew is at least here, and we may actually be able to speak to our correspondents. Everything's coming up, Bills and Beers, just the way it's coming up for these Buffalo Bills. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. Hey, hey, hey. And the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, is also here. I fixed the rig because I fiddled with the knobs. Eat it. <laughs> we won today 20-3. to We manhandled the Denver Broncos. Yes. More on that. 8-3, and baby. 8-3. and Playoff odds now well over 80%. We're going to get into all of it. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere we find podcasts and follow us on social media. Just look for Bills and Beers. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones. Tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you pop, pound the podcast. <laughs> we're back. We're we going to pound this we podcast. We're back in a big goddamn way until I, I flub that. So let's not waste any more time and let's get into it, crew. You! All week we had been told that this was going to be a defensive struggle. That these are two defensive teams going at it. And that one team is going to eke one out in the end. Who knows it's going to be. Look for those Denver Broncos to cover the four-point spread. Well, I got news for you, folks. The Buffalo Bills offense is here, and it's here to stay. We got Vaughn Miller looking more like Sean Miller. 20-3 to was the final. A 17-point win for these Buffalo Bills at home in the elements. More than 400 yards of offense today for the second week in a row, playing our best football, heading into the Thanksgiving primetime game against the Cowboys. But it all well, it wasn't all pretty. We'll get nope. it. We'll get it. There was a very pretty game. And I was gonna say. There's a lot. There's a lot to be happy about, and there's a lot of great things to take away from it. But it wasn't all pretty. Cass, we'll start with you. Before we get into all the awesome stuff, your Jenny Cremel bummer of today's contest. So I've really been racking my brain, thinking left, right, up, and down. Guys, I'm going to have to give it to myself. Oh, about time. Because I had a chance to potentially actually go to this game. And I didn't. My entire family was at the game. Oh, that's how you had the intel? Yeah, that's how I was getting the intel. And uh, I I didn't. And in the last second on on Thursday, Jay had to go to Denver. And I decided not to pull the trigger and go meet my family in Buffalo. So, I, you guys, I, I kind of, I, I didn't perform this week. I did not perform. Well, I wasn't here at the bar during the game to validate that one way or the other. It seemed like you guys were doing okay. Uh, and for the most part, I imagine this was a pretty low-key, non-stressful game. Was it even a crowd here at the bar today? Uh, no, it's strangely it very light crowd. Maybe people well, left Thanksgiving. for Thanksgiving yeah. early, you know, and all that other stuff. 
Um, I probably should also. Tur- turns give out it- a lot of people who go to the Bills Bar in Chicago, not from Chicago, probably doing some traveling. Yeah, for Thanksgiving. Not, not that surprising, I suppose. Um, as I'm struggling to find a player, um, maybe when Lars comes up with one little jogging idea for me, I'm also going to give this to myself. Wow. Uh, because of the fact that because uh, you my- have two freezing cold takes. Yes. Okay. Well, we're going to get back to that. Okay. Let's not. Let's not. Uh, yeah. Let's not. Uh, um, the Bills were in Vegas. I was my my cousin. My wife's cousin was in Vegas, and there was an opportunity to bet on the Bills with a seven and a half point spread. And I no, said, no, no, yes. seven and a half wins. So, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, seven and a half win for the season. And I said, yes, pull the trigger. Here's a hundred dollars. Then I'm gonna sell you or Venmo or whatever, and I'm ready for this because there's no way the Bills are not gonna win more than seven games. And here I am, ready for my paycheck. But I lost the goddamn betting slip. Oh, Lord. So I'm giving it to my disorganization, my generalized disorganized state. I'm not giving it to myself because I, I think I actually Shocking. performed admirably today. <laughs> Why does that not surprise no, but anybody I'm, I'm that also giving, the Bills and But beers. as I say this, you guys are both going to go, oh, right. Um, and, yeah, it was a good game. We got more than 400 yards of offense. We, we put up 20 points and weren't really trying for most of the fourth quarter to, to score after the long bomb to John Brown, which I'm sure we'll get into. But, no, guys, it's pretty obvious at this point in the season, at this point today. Do you guys not remember the complete and utter debacle that was trying to get points before halftime? The delay of game, the timeout. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we forced them off sides and then followed it up promptly with a, with a false start of our own to get back to first. Uh, multiple false starts. But this is not the first time that the end of the first half two-minute drill has looked like a kerfuffle. abysmal. And I'm, I'm the one who's always pounding the table about McDermott not being more aggressive trying to get those points. And again, and, I, and I've said this, and I, and I stand by it, and this is an important PSA for anybody in Bills Nation. Don't ever let the Patriots be the standard. But they, they produce points at the end of the first half like they're candy. And, and and I want that. I want that. Well, we I ha- want I want in, especially when we're getting the ball back. We get we have a quarterback that can chuck the ball down the field yeah, with three seconds left in a timeout. Call timeout, and then just line up. What's the worst thing that it's reason, happens? It's a reason to have Duke Williams activated. Exactly. All right, but no, but who would we replace? It was just a <laughs> did, no, no. We're not getting into <laughs> it. Um, it was just awful, and it was just, and I was like sitting on the couch holding Jacob, who's now just over two weeks old, like complaining that he's not sleeping, and then from the other room, Jackie hears me go, "God damn it, you shitheads!" And she's like, "Well, yeah, he's not sleeping if you keep doing that." It's like, I, no, he's not sleeping because he's not sleeping. But in the meantime, this is a dreadful performance, and I don't know what it is because yeah. Josh Allen, you know, game-winning drives, and for the rest of the day, okay, time, it's now time to get into it. For the rest of the day, now let's just start here. Um, can I just can I just say one thing? Is there any single player that you guys can single out as having a bad game? No. So I really can't think of but, a single like, one. But this is where I want to start. As we talk about this today, okay? So Josh Allen, the marks on this player coming out of college were obvious. So please, Bills Nation, tell me all about Josh Allen's accuracy issues, please. Tell me how incomplete of a passer he is. Please point to all the plays over his last 20 starts, which indicate that he is a guy who can't hit the broad side of the barn. Is there anything 
from the Josh Allen pre-draft analysis, which is even remotely relevant to reality? Or do we need to start looking at this player with fresh eyes and evaluating him by a completely different standard because Jesus Christ. I know that we got burned getting excited about Tyrod Taylor, but I think we've seen enough now from Josh Allen to know he may not be a franchise quarterback, but at the very least, we got ourselves an Andy Dalton. And I know that sounds silly, but it's not silly, folks. We have on our hands right now, barring injury, our starter for the next seven to eight years. Yeah, I, I'm going to say, I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. I love the fact that he can hit the five yards, the 10 yards, the 15 yards. And you know what today? He hit the 34-yard pass uh, touchdown as well. He is accurate. He has been accurate within the small passes. And like that's all I want. If he doesn't hit the deep ball, that is fine. I will live and die hitting between 5 and 20 yards. And he had two minor misfires today that Beasley and Brown both biffed in a big spot. And I want one other thing, too. So the talk of the town is going to be the 230 rushing yards or whatever. Cra- I, mean, I mean, that's how we won this game today was rushing it. But at any point in time, did it feel like we were just running at will? It didn't. And you know why? Because we converted 8 of 16 third downs. And most of the ones we didn't came at the end of the game where we were happy to run it into nine defenders. A lot of the ones we converted were on third and long. And that's because Josh Allen was making smart, accurate passes and good decisions from the pocket. Yep. Or pulling it down and running. Yep. And picking up extra yards with his feet. That the, Our rushing yards today are, are, are wildly inflated because of Josh Allen's third down performance today. That was the stat that I was trying to look up. I couldn't, I couldn't really dive far into the numbers to know exactly what our third and long, but this game could have easily gone sideways and could have easily been the defensive struggle that we were told it was going to be if on a lot of those third and seven, third and 11, third and 15s, we would have gone three and out, and we had plenty of opportunity to do that. The reason why we had, what, 29 plays on the first two drives is because we kept getting to third down and converting. If we don't, those are short drives. The reason we're converting is because we have a quarterback right now that checks a lot of boxes. And if this was a quote-unquote great defense, well, what what else does Josh Allen have left to prove? Yeah, so... I mean, he's got plenty left to prove. But, like, is there a question mark anymore? Is there? Is there? But... The thing is, is all he has to continue to do is put games together. Put together games where he's having successes. I don't need him to be Lamar Jackson, right? He is Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Put their stats side by side. And the fact that Lamar Jackson's getting MVP chatter is ridiculous. But, but the thing that I'm afraid of is we live here in Chicago. Mitch Trubisky had a hell of a second year in the NFL. He is terrible in the third. So just... All I want to do. All right. All I want to do. Let's get through the month of December before we start shitting our pants about Josh Allen's third year, Cassie Hutton. No, no. This is my point. Beg your pardon. Do you want me to turn your microphone off? Excuse me. I'll do it. This is my point. I don't need great, grandiose, amazing plays. I just need pretty stable, good, consistent. That's all I need. And he's done that. And that's what he's doing. Great plays. Exactly. But he's. But we're not like knocking the socks off, right? 
We knocked the socks off the Denver Broncos today. I would agree, but we you, manhandled that. You team. look at the score, twenty to three. It's not like it was forty-seven to like thirteen. But that's also because we shut it down, and also in a lot of those lopsided games, you get defense yes. and special teams touchdowns, which we're not getting. Which blows my mind. We had two opportunities oh today to get six points yes. from the defense. Yes. And as we we haven't actually talked about this a lot on the podcast. At the beginning of the year, we each took three bold predictions. One of my bold predictions was five touchdowns, not from the offense. And we're stuck at one. Yeah. And we had so many opportunities today. This, You're right. Like, right there. And I'm watching this being like, oh, for God's sakes. Like, by the way, the other two, I think I might be tracking on my other two. Uh, 45 sacks and Let's, eight, 80 Lars edited all of our bold <laughs> predictions until the only ones that were valid were his. <laughs> you had the you you had had to do mine. No, no, but so just getting to that, um, I think, first of all, I hate it when mom and dad fight. Okay, you two. Uh, second of all, I think you're both agreeing. I think what Lar- yeah. Cassie is saying is that he is making that steady general progress. And Lars, what you're getting at is the fact that just because La- Josh Allen has done it in a slow but steady way, and Lamar Jackson has done it in a flashy way. People are talking MVP for him. While and what they're what the one thing that we're missing is that it's the rushing yards for Lamar Jackson that is making him all world. They're not that much more than Josh Allen. The rushing yards because no, I don't know the passing not. yards are not. Okay, so um, I will look that I'm, up. I'm I believe pulling, you. No, I'm I pulling them you. up I right now. You. Um, so yeah, I, that's what I'm curious about is the the total yardage and that that type of stuff. But anyways, point is is that your initial question is. Is there any question? Is there anything relevant about what came out in college from this kid in college versus what we're seeing in the NFL? And there really isn't. He has a 60% passing rate today, um, and a lot, a lot of that were balls that hit receivers' hands. Um, you know, and he didn't throw the ball that many times. What he threw the ball 20 times, maybe I can't remember. Um, you know, we ran the ball because we could. Um, he had like what 180 something yards. I, you guys will have to tell me, but he was. Sorry, that's the wrong player. There you go. So 15 for 25 for 60 yards, right? And he threw for 185 yards. But that's because we didn't need to. We didn't need to throw the ball because Frank Gore was on a mission. We stopped throwing Devin Singletary was on a mission. John Brown touched him. Yeah, exactly. And so um, I think that, I mean, that's a sign of success. That's a sign of a team win that we don't need to do like Dak Prescott did last week and throw for 400 yards uh, when the running game wasn't working. And so, I mean... The question will be, will there be the game when he needs to do that and he's able to? So that's, But that's fine. That's what we're willing to see. It's only been – it hasn't even been two years with this quarterback, and everything is pointing in the right direction, and the accuracy issue is a non-issue. He is literally – I think I saw a stat this week um, on Twitter that he is the most accurate NFL QB between 7 and 14 yards. So, I mean, what are we – what's, yeah. what, what's the problem here? And you know one thing? I'm very happy – that in this game he got his he had an interception, right? Like he was kind of I mean, due something for an went interception. Wrong on that yeah, pass. yeah, yeah. That was terrible. But I'm I'm kind of like glad that monkey's off his back going into Dallas and, and whatnot. I, I think that was a good thing today. And and I think uh, Jeremy White next week uh, this uh, well maybe tomorrow will be saying, see, this is what I'm saying. Interceptions don't really mean that much. If you throw for two touchdowns and you have a defense like ours. You know, yes, may, maybe they give up a field goal, but maybe they don't. And the point is that he's trying to throw the ball in there. And a lot of the third down conversions that uh, that Lars was talking about were tight throws into coverage. And if he's too scared to do that, then we're not going to be converting those plays. And he said, I realize the NFL is not about touchdowns. It's about first downs. Uh, and I think he's coming to realize that the hero ball he should be playing to should be to get first downs, yep. not always to get touchdowns. 
So I'm going to go ahead and give my Labatt Blue player of the game. Largest, you took Josh Allen, correct? Um, As your Labatt Blue player of the game? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take a, a tandem, two people. I'm going to take John Feliciano and yeah. Cody Ford. Because when Mitch Morse went out, I was like, oh, crap, right? We in trouble. But Feliciano came in and really helped run that offense, right? Our running game did not falter. We went for, like, what was it? Singletary had 106 yards, Gore had 65, and Allen had 56. And, you know, a lot of that starts off through the center, right? Going to the left, going to the right, pulling, doing what needs to be done. And Feliciano stepped in and, and, and didn't miss a freaking beat. And the important thing here is, right, where this is supposed to be a complex defense, right? This is a complex, um, what, what's the fuck, Vic Fangio. Um, yeah. So very yeah. complex defense, right? So usually you need a really smart center that can call out protections, call out this and that. Uh, and who do we have but our backup center and this QB that apparently can't read defenses. Uh, and yet we're able to run the ball down their throat. And when needed, we're able to pass on them, including a deep ball. Uh, including mid-level throws. We got slant passes going. So, I mean, our offense, the, you know, this game may have been a blowout. The one thing that I will give them credit for is their red zone defense because they were forcing us to kick field goals. But the point is that, you know, and Cody Ford, can, can we talk a little? Yeah, you, yeah. you Talk about Cody Ford yeah. a little bit. No, I, I, I was just going to say, Cody Ford, before, before I move on to Cody Ford, one thing we were also able to do when Feliciano came in, we still were able to keep it at tempo, right? We were able, when we needed to, to play at tempo, which – all, again, runs through the center. Um, but Cody Ford, I mean, did Von Miller play today? Allen was sacked yeah. Actually, one time. On one of Allen's scrambles, he juked um, oh, yeah. um, Von, Von Miller, Miller. In, the, in, the, in the pocket quite considerably. But I know we've been all been very nervous about Cody Ford. We, he started the year with a lot of promise, kind of took a little, little deep dive there, and we're all like, what is he doing? Why is he starting? First-year starter. We don't know about this. He came out today and really played well. I, the consistency of play across the entire offensive line. Additionally, I, I, I don't have any numbers, but I also feel like minimal penalties, right? Not a ton of holding penalties, not a ton of false starts. I mean, we did have some, but like in the – play that you know under two minutes to end the first half the two false starts came on the tight end not lee smith and the running back it wasn't the offensive line so and, and like you said suji they had a very complex defense that they're going against a lot of play calls a lot of deep play calls that the, the defense makes that are you know very complex that you have to deal with and the offensive line just just dealt with it so did you give yours at Suge? No, no, I haven't. But the one thing I wanted to add on to that is it's not just Cody Ford. I think Cody Ford did a great job. but Because he definitely, I did notice a couple times when it was just isolation, him on Von Miller, and I think he did a good job. Uh, but it's also just the whole game plan to address Von Miller, whether it was the chips, the tight end, the double teams, and all that stuff. It, he was just, he was neutralized. I mean, yes, he made some plays today, as he should. Um, but if, you know, it, looking back in our, in our history, if, if Bruce Smith had a game like Von Miller did, we wouldn't be happy with that performance, right? And so... Um, yeah, very, very positive. Uh, for my uh, Labatt Blue, I'm going to go ahead and give it as an apology to last week. Wow. Uh, I'm going to give it, not to him, not to that man, not to that man, but to, uh, well, I'll say him his name first, Tremaine Edmonds, oh. I'm sorry, oh. and Matt Milano. What I'm going to give it to Roberts. 
We had a great game. We're not talking about it. We're going to come back to that. I know we're not going there, but come on. I thought just like we said we couldn't talk about it. The shame. No, the shame I feel was saying that uh, Edmonds was 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 should have gotten a Jenny Cremail. That last week. you are incorrect. My Jenny Cremail was not on Edmonds specifically. It was on his play. I know, on the but run. the guy. Was, all that we heard all week was how freaking no, good he played. No. All right, if I know, yes, there was two Listen, plays. You plays. and I did the classic, and we're gonna talk about it in the wild card. We did the classic. We saw two plays where he played badly, and oh. then ignored everything else. In a win, you have to pick a, a, a Jenny or so, a Jenny Cremail. But the Cremel. point is, point is, Milano today just oh. all over the field. Even Edmonds. You know, Milano is a fucking beast. Was an and we've been saying beast. this since his rookie year. Yeah, he's been amazing. He's been amazing. And we remember and we have seen multiple times when he's gone down and our defense suffered. We have been saying it since his rookie year. Yeah, he I was, mean, hey, he listen. He started making plays his rookie year. And, and let, I remember us being like, this guy. This let everybody not talk about him, okay? Because he's going to be one of those things where when people start to notice, oh. we're going to have to pay that man. And there's a lot of people that we're going to have to pay eventually. And so. Uh, Anyways, so, yeah, I want to give it to our linebacker and core. Um, I thought, you know, despite, you know, we, we definitely bent but didn't break on the on the running plays. Um, I, and I think that we were able to shut it down. Um, obviously, they scored three points, so we, if we, nothing could have been that bad. Uh, I hope someone is going to say uh, someone with the last name White. But. Can, can oh, we, I wasn't, can, but. Can I, we get more blitzes of Edmonds? There's a few times, that spe- specifically one, where Edmonds came up to the line to blitz, and they false started. Because they were like, crap, how are we going to deal with this? Well, we need more Edmonds Blitz. Okay, fine. But here's a tweet that I like. In the second half today, Brandon Allen was 2 for 12 for 4 yards. He had 3 dropped balls, all by Bill's defenders. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, whatever. Tremaine Edmonds could blitz more often, or we can just do whatever we did today. No, and this get- is the first game that I've seen the four-man rush actually have, yeah. have an effect. I, I was, yeah, I was and impressed. And you know why? Because I got a name written down. That we have three honorable yeah. mentions. Shaq, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Shaq. Man, the We've boy, been talking about him all year. to play because We've he been said, I got to get paid, baby. I got to get paid. And he's on his way. Oh. He's on his way. I mean, he's always been a great run defender, and this year he's making his case. Uh, and then, I mean, let's talk about the whole offense, defensive line for that matter. Well, let's I'm going to talk about Shaq. Yeah, let's go. Go. So Shaq has always been a guy who's easy to root for. You know, Rex Ryan brought him in because Rex Ryan's son was playing for Clemson and all that bullshit. And, you know, he had a shoulder injury, and was he a bust, and he's just been kind of, like, disappointing. And then under Sean McDermott, you know, there was, like, a a little bit of, like, yeah, Shaq Lawson has to learn to be a pro, and he's got to learn how to take his job seriously, and he's got to learn how to do things other than spin move and get to the passer, and he's he's got a lot of his game to work out. And it's pretty clear that Shaq Lawson wouldn't have been drafted by McBean. But you know what? Shaq Lawson has put in his time. He's obviously been doing the things that this regime wants from him because he's getting more and more snaps. Now, granted, on his two sacks today, they made a point to say it, he was left unblocked. But that, that doesn't take away from the fact that he has had a solid season all year, and we keep bringing him up. Yes, it's his contract year. I don't want to be a cynic and, and say that that's why he's playing well. And it, and I still it is the trend. It is the trend. But And I still struggle to determine whether or not he, a rookie can do as well as he can for way less money. At this point, I'm inclined to give him 
Sean Murphy, whatever. I do, Trent, Trent Murphy's. Murphy. I'm inclined to give him Trent Murphy's money next yeah. year because we can cut him with no consequence. And Trent Murphy is now officially the second coming of Chris. I can get into the backfield all day, but I, I whiffed making the sack. Kelsey. God. Uh, yeah. Make it happen, buddy. That was actually the inverse of that was exactly what Sujit and I discussed here at the bar. Because, yes, Shaq Lawson was not touched going into either of his sacks. But did he whiff? No. At either of those? No. He put solid hits and took the quarterback decisively down. Who sometimes whiffs, Cassie? Also, he Trent took. Murphy. He and took. Jerry Hughes. He t- <laughs> All right. Sorry, I just put it in there because I was like, oh, he didn't Hughes on it. <laughs> Jerry Hughes, 126 consecutive starts. But yeah, let's let's consider him the problem. Although, and. We even talked about talk, him this year. Talk about, you know, I know. And Thank God. Thank God, I, 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 Cassie. Um, <laughs> decisive hits, including one that almost took Kyle. Yeah. Or Kyle jo- who do we play today? Kyle Allen, Brandon yeah. Allen. Brandon or, Allen. Almost took Brian Brandon Allen? Allen out of the first drive. He hit him yeah. so damn hard. But, but a good hit. Yeah. Clean, and clean. Solid. That's hard to do. I and know. not get flagged for it. So, Sha- so Shaq, Shaq Lawson, I don't know if he's going to be back. I would take him back again and give him Trent Murphy's money. Yeah. I also wouldn't I wouldn't throw a tantrum if we let him walk. And then and I wouldn't throw guy. him, like, MVP money. You know, like I wouldn't make he's, him, like, he's a, gonna, one of those. Wherever he goes, he's going to get more than he deserves. He's going to get overpaid, and that's why I don't think that he'll come back. But I do think that if we Or get, he will. Or he will. If this yeah. is a family. It's a or maybe. You know, this man has been through the McBean Rehabilitation <laughs> Program. Okay, he made all 13 steps. He's been there. He's at the top floor. He's learned his lesson. So we, if he's appreciative, if he's going to his meetings, and he's doing a good job, then maybe he'll come back with a little bit of a discount rate because his career was falling apart until we brought him along. I doubt it, man. I mean, these guys got to <laughs> yeah. get paid. You know? I, like, and, and I don't blame, blame them for it. You know? so, you're, so, t- you're 25. Go get as much yeah, money as you possibly can. Yeah, because your knee might get blown out tomorrow. And half of it's going to be gone before you're 37. That's right. um, the guys, okay. Hands Keep going. Da- Keep going. Hands down the most complete win of the year. So, yeah, we could do this all day. But, guys, Frank Gore is now the third all-time leading rusher. Now, granted, he didn't do it in a Buffalo Bills uniform, but we got to mention him. Also, hello. We did run for 230 yards today, including the first 100-yard performance from Devin Singletary. And at one point, I almost texted you guys, that guy is fucking good. Yeah. He is really goddamn good. And I, don't, I, I still don't know if he's like a feature back because he's so tiny, but, dude, that guy just gets yards. He's not going to get any home runs. He's not going to outrun everybody in the end zone, but he just gets yards. The positive yards, the three, four, where we're going to a second down. Second Drags and, the pile. Second and six, second and four. The thing that I really liked about today, and I don't know if this was Dable's plan, but it looked like the running backs were getting series. It would be a Singletary series, or it would be a Gore series. Oh. And I feel like maybe they were building up some momentum in doing that. I, I don't know. For, for it Just to me, that's what it looked like. That's what it felt like. And it felt like it worked. Everything worked today. Yeah. The one thing I want to say is that um, in the beginning of the game, I was a little frustrated in the beginning with Singletary because I was like, oh, stop dancing, man. Just get the yardage that's there when, like, Denver was, like, you know, hot and, and energetic and all that other stuff. And then I watched him dance around and then get 20 <laughs> yards, you know? And so – and, and the thing is that it's not, it's not like 
even shady, right, would sometimes do it a little bit too much, too much, you know, dancing in the back. And I will say that he also changed the way he ran. There were several plays after that where he did just put his head down and barrel forward. Um, And so it wasn't always dancing the way it was sometimes with Shady. Or who was that other running back from Clemson, the guy that was a good kick returner? C.J. Spiller. C.J. Spiller, that used to dance around or mess around in the backfield and then not do anything. C.J. Spiller does not belong in the conversation with anybody. No, 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 no. I agree. agree. What I'm saying is that we've had lots of quarterback or uh, running backs that just dance around too long. And, yeah, they might break one. Uh, just like LaShawn did at, from time to time. But uh, but this guy is, is also just an every down back. Like, he is an every down back, and the better he gets at blocking. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. But Oh, but apparently, and I, I missed this, but he had a great blitz pickup on the touchdown throw to Cole Beasley, who we also haven't mentioned. Oh, yes. Geez. Who also had this himself a day. This is why I told everybody they're going to have to wait for our correspondence to call because we're not done with Labatt Blue yet. And might I say, Lars brought it up earlier. Yeah, you did. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have Cole Beasley, I think it's 424 yards after a catch. And it's looking okay. uh, Have you you guys, so, oh, Lars, you over at Minnesota? Have you spent any time on the spreadsheet that I put together that automatically tabulates <laughs> whether or not you're... that spreadsheet, that rigged Don't spreadsheet. Don't you fucking tell me I put too much thought into this. If not for the thought, we would have no fun. And, no, and this is part of the fun. This is part of the you fun. You suck the fun out of I'm the one facilitating the fun. I mean, we should just add Bill's Nation into our uh, our little group. I have, just to, just I have to, thought, just to I have watch thought it. about that as being a like a listener of the week thing, yeah. but there is way too much in there that could compromise a lot of our future political endeavors. So, no, we're, we're oh, keeping into our group meal? Oh, hell yeah, no. Yeah, we're Are you crazy? We're no, I just it? meant making the Google Doc a oh, free it's one. Enter- like it's entertaining. An open- Oh, well, I the showed group, you. I made, me is fully, I oh, made yeah. like a 25-page deck last year about how yeah. the Patriots being in the AFC East has nothing to do with them being in the Super Bowl every year. And I made that public, and I put it on Twitter a bunch of times. Uh, ping but, us at Bills and Beers if you want to read it for yourself. But uh, Beasley, man, you know what? He's getting there. He's getting there, and you he know why? It's, it's a warm-up. Dude, that, it's a warm-up. He is going. I'm going to tell you, we're going into Dallas. You know who's played in a lot of Thursday, Thanksgiving Day games in Dallas? Dude, he's going to want some. He's going to want some. He's going to have this team prepared. He's a veteran. He's going to help prepare this team. I am I'm, I'm excited. I, I want to put <laughs> You're a, like, I'm 100% sure. She's like, wait a minute, I'm not that much. <laughs> I want to put a book in on this. Okay. Can I just say one more amends? I'm going to give Andre Roberts a, a, a bat blue. <laughs> no! But, no, no! listen, I'm not, not taking back what I said last week. Listen. I'm not taking back what I said last we week. Did not do Bills and great. Beers do listeners, I'm going to post on one of our websites, either Bills Backers of Chicago or the Bills and Beers one, that a, a drive chart that shows what happens depending on where you get the ball. And the fact is the likelihood of scoring depending on your pos- field position. The, the curve Josh, is always Josh. going up. The curve is always going up. So the further you get down the field, your chances increase. But the rate of increase of your chances is not really that significant until you hit the 40-yard line. So if you make it past the 40 as your starting field position, you suddenly have an exponential rise in your ability to score both field goals and touchdowns. So today I'm giving it to Andre Roberts because what happened? He was past the 40 routinely. And all these other games when his average is 30, you know, it's not that impressive. And I, that's what that and that is why I still to this day do not believe in having a dedicated kick returner. But I'm the one who sucks the fun out of things. Hold on. I did, like, Andre Roberts did his job. We gotta get our we gotta get our correspondence here on the line and Jackie said she'd have my balls on a platter if we went over forty five minutes. We're at thirty two right now. That's not good. Um 
I want to put a bookend on this. 22. We, we talked about Cole Beasley. We started talking about Josh Allen. Okay? Josh Allen's touch pass to Cole Beasley is a pass that he could yes. not throw last year. Okay? I don't know what the future is. Like, again, do not make the Patriots the standard. I don't know if he's the next Tom Brady. I don't know if he's the next Aaron Rodgers. Nope. I don't want him to be any of those things. I want him to be the next Josh Allen. Woo! And I want him to keep improving and keep building on his game. I don't know where... Slowly improving. Methodically improving. I agree. And following the process. And here's what I... And yes. And here's what following the process leads to. It doesn't lead to an increased ceiling. Josh Allen's ceiling is not visible to the human eye. <laughs> what following the process does and what it has done for Josh Allen is rate his floor. And his floor is so goddamn high right now compared to where it was when he was in the draft process and I want that baby to just keep going up and up and up and I want it to be touching that ceiling someday and we have ourselves a 5,000 yard passer 50 touchdown I don't care what it takes whatever it is 8,000 yards let's get some correspondence on the line and let them in on some of the fun too go Bills Well, that sound means it's time for Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Calientes. Arriba. I want some taquitos. As we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And here with his Tacos Calientes is Jam and Jeff Day all the way down in Austin, Texas. Austin or Houston today? Where are we at? We're in Austin, Texas today. Fantastic. So uh, great to uh, great to get back on the line with you and everybody else. It's been a few weeks since I've been able to participate. And uh, hey, what a game. Yeah, let me just say, Jeff, you, you're in for a treat for the first half hour of this podcast. We are back this way, and we're back in a big fucking way. We're really bringing the heat today. This is a good podcast, so keep it going, baby. What you got? Give us some tacos. We got some calientes. positivity, baby. We got some positivity today. I tell you what, I appreciate it. I know that I, I tend to listen to these pods the night they come out. Um and I know Mrs. Day uh, will appreciate it when she listens to it, presumably tomorrow morning as well. I've only sworn um, like three times. So, uh, so hey, I got four things. Four things I want to talk through today. Go um, ahead and make it forty. We got all day, baby. Love it, baby. So, so uh, tacos calientes numero uno is is that is that I have a feeling of regret, and you know why I have that feeling oh, of regrets? Because with five games left in the season, we have already hit the over under. Yes, we have, and, and one of our one of our podcasts not getting paid for it. Lost his ticket, <laughs> and Sujit lost his ticket. I neglected to get my bet in, um, and uh, and today, really, with five games left, we're eight and three. And so the the first the first tacos ta caliente is really just like zooming out for a second. I think maybe you know why you guys were the, the first half of this pod is 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 going to be is going to be exciting is because. This team is eight and three. Fuck yeah, and, they are. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's that's the main thing. Let's not forget it. We have we just dominated the last two opponents. Yes. And the thing that specifically I thought about that is yes, it's the it's the Dolphins and yes, it's the Broncos. Who cares? But here's what I liked about it: we dominated the last two opponents in particular without winning or any drastic turnover differential. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, special teams, defensive touchdowns. Right. You know, that's what I think is important. We, we know from the last 20 years of, of the games, you know, we've been able to, you know, sort of hand, handily beat some teams, but usually it's because, you know, they, we got four picks or a special teams. Here we've just sort of given an ass whooping to a couple of teams that we that, that good teams should give an ass whooping to. Amen. Um, and that's what was everyone great. was asking for, right, is that in the beginning of the season we were playing shitty teams, including Cincinnati, and we're like, man, we, we kept it close. Like we let them – we kept them in the game. Well, the past two yeah. games, we didn't. Like, I, we were I was winning. Just, so I'd like to just go – sorry, Jeff. I, I want you to go on here in a minute. But yeah. So I, I went back in because, again, I got a newborn. So it's been a lot of, like, sitting on the couch holding a baby time. So I went back and watched the condensed games of both the Bengals and the Dolphins games. And here's the thing. Objectively, we dominated those games too. We just didn't score. Exa- just or on we the made stupid mistakes – that took us out of it. So I'm just relieved that it's starting to show up on the scoreboard because it's easy <laughs> to look at the box score and be like, well, they should be beating these teams by more than they are. If you watch those games, for the love of God, we were like, especially in that Cincy game, yeah. we were in total control. We forget about that TJ Yeldon fumble in the red zone. I mean, there was yep. a lot of stuff that just didn't need to happen. Sorry, we're only one of four Tacos Calientes, and I don't want to derail talking about uh, the, the relitigating other games when we're eight and three because that's the also because your wife might cut off your nuts yeah that's true too. <laughs> yeah yeah eight and three baby all right so hot take number two this game is an example of why you have great offensive line depth oh this is okay. yes this yes. is this this game is why we brought eight new linemen is an example excuse me of why we came into camp with eight new offensive linemen more coming and, too by the way and, and and just to sort of go through the list it's like we lose tackle late Lee Adrian Waddle um, in OTAs for out for the season. Um, Ty Naseki last week, you know, I think breaks his ankle, although they're listening him week to week, you know, but Ty Naseki goes out this game. Um, Morse goes out with a finger injury. And all that happens is that Feliciano Feliciano moves to center. Chris Long comes in at right guard and Cody Ford is in at right tackle for Naseki. And we run for 250 yards at a clip of five yards per carry right. with one sack. And and so, you know, compliments to Brandon Bean and staff, you know, and I think there was a lot of discussion earlier on about how this offensive line is going to is going to shuffle out and, you know, this, that and the other. But but what a job to create the depth so that when injuries happen, which they inevitably do, that, you know, the offensive line today, with all of those injuries and with the reshuffling, was absolutely terrific. Yeah. Yep. Um, so just sort of credit to that, and I just wanted to acknowledge that in terms and, of and offensive line. Let's also think about the fact that, like, people like Lugit, who came in for the defensive line, right, that have made contributions, even mid-season additions have made contributions. Absolutely. So, um, all right, hot take number three. We're going to keep moving through these. Um, I wanted to talk about our boy, Devin Singletary. Yeah. Devin Motor Singletary. Um, and, and specifically, I mean, you know, again, what, what a great game. Uh, over 100 yards for the first time in his young career. He'll do it many more times. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about this boy's leverage. This guy is yeah. five foot seven. He's five foot seven, 205, 210 pounds. And here's what I love about this boy is he. He he finishes with power. Yeah. When he runs the ball, he finishes with power. How many runs today 
did he, you know, the whistle get blown? He's still moving his feet. You know, Jeff, I, I think it was last week. I started thinking, when do we like? He's not built like him, but when do we start comparing him to Maurice Jones? Maurice Jones Drew. Yeah. You yeah. know, they used to call him Pocket Hercules for the same reason, like a guy who's got you know ninety five percent of his body mass between his ass and his calves, and like you can't just you just can't bring these guys down. And Suits just hung up yeah, on Jeff. Sure <laughs> so we're going to well, get Jeff we'll, back we'll, online. We'll get Jeff back in the line, but I think one thing that I wanted to bring up, if I could move this over uh, Plug it. from a box score perspective, was Singletary 100 yards, but he did it very quietly, in yeah. my opinion, right? It was six yards. It was eight yards. He didn't break off. He's not going to. But, but that's my point. A hundred yards doing it that way, that means you are controlling the game. But that also means he's getting the touches that everybody's asked for. Jeff, we yeah. got you back on the line here. Blame we're, CG we're for that one. We're back on the line. We're, yeah, we were talking about uh, – we were talking about – I know how to leverage. fix the rig, okay? Somebody – my brother <laughs> called me, okay? I fucked up. I tried to hang up on him. I hung up on Jeff. <laughs> so we're back. We're back. And, and what we were talking about was Singletary's leverage in the running game. We, we compared him to Maurice Jones. Drew a little bit. And what I also love about it is his ability to pass protect. Yes. I mean, he has shown the ability. Again, this guy is five foot seven. On paper, might be a liability in the pass protection game. And, and I don't know if it's he's got great technique. Again, great leverage. He's able to get under the opponent's pad level, or you know, whatever they say. I'm not even exactly sure what that means. Um, and uh, you know, he, he's just done. I think it's easy to highlight. Just say he's got great shiftiness and great moves. But I just really wanted to highlight his power in both the run game and the pass block game today. I mean, it's, it is yes, but it is. And I, I wasn't being flip. It's because this dude is all, like he's all ass and calves. And that's yeah. and I mean yeah, that's I mean like that's my type of his, man. His center he's got marbles in his he, underpants. I mean his center of gravity is probably somewhere around his ankles. Like yes, leverage is the right word. It's impossible to he's built like a fucking fire hydrant. So the thing is, is that that I think is part of the reason why in the beginning of the game when he was dancing around behind the line and I was getting frustrated that he was getting tackled because he wasn't just hitting the hole. And then when he started doing it, I was like, damn. He can do yeah. that. Yeah. He can run power, too. You know, And so, I mean, there's definitely still a role for Frank Gore on, on this team. And as, as we saw, you know, some really, like, that's real power, right? But, but he doesn't have the shiftiness that Singletary does. And, and one thing I want to add is Singletary that I have seen is the growing bond and trust between Allen and Singletary. Yes. Allen was looking for him a lot today. Looking for him a lot more. It's just, it's pretty amazing to see that relationship just grow and blossom throughout one season. And we talk about not having the number one wide receiver, and I understand that John Brown is doing a fantastic job, and it, this was his worst game of the year, and <laughs> he still had a good game, but that's because he was against easily the best cornerback he's faced, and Chris Harris, but then Beasley stepped up. But between yep. Beasley, John Brown, Knox, and Singletary, that's a pretty good coterie of weapons, and also very young, and also locked up for a while. You, you bring in a guy... Who is you know the the prototypical number one wide receiver in this offense? Has those guys will open up even more. Yeah, it's kind of. Anyways, let's not get ahead oh, of ourselves. Out. We're eight and three. <laughs> We're not nine and three, but we'll get to that in a minute. Jeff, you got one more tacos calientes for us today. All what right, is we it? got one more thing. And Cassie, this one is for you. Let me see if let me see if we're tracking on the same page here. All right. So we're about to go into the Thanksgiving game, and. Yep. Yeah. They're going to put some graphics. They're going to put some graphics up on that television. They're going to put some graphics talking about the playoff picture. Yes. And you know where we're not going to see Cassie? Yes. Hold it for me, girl. In the hunt. 
We are not What's the hunt, baby? in the hunt. We are the hunted. We, we are, are the hunted. hunted. We are the hunted. <laughs> oh my God, how good does it feel? It's not to say we've made it to the playoffs yet, but this is with five games left into the season. It's Thanksgiving game. It's holiday game. The family's around the TV. They're going to throw up those playoff picture graphics. And for the first time in probably 20-plus years, cry. baby. We are the hunted. We're the hunted. Yes. And, hey, and we're two games ahead of the yeah. ones hunting us. So we got, like, we got to really fuck it up here. And, right. and we control one of those, right? So Oakland we can't control, right? Because we don't, really, we don't play them. they lost today. They lost today. But the Steelers won. And we get to play them. Yeah, and, and they benched uh, Mason Rudolph today. Jeff, what were you drinking down there in Austin, Texas today? Oh, God, I'm all fired up, baby. We are the hunted. Okay, uh, <laughs> the drinks I had, uh, you, you, <laughs> I think Cassie will like this, and, and the two of you will, will give me a hard time for it. Um, oh, I had some, I, I had some, I, uh, we had a little Belgian themed night here Ooh. about a month or so ago. Where you know, was my we invite? Some, I would have flown we, down for that. You know, we had some mussels, we had some frites, wow. um, and, uh, and so we had some leftover, non, um, non-kid heaven. I love the bougie-ness <laughs> of the way that sounds. <laughs> we had some leftover Lefe Blondes. Uh, um, yes. Such a good beer. We drank a lot of that in France this, in May. It is such a good beer. Lars, turn off your mic. Yeah, I, yeah. I was this awake three times Matthew overnight. Fortune. I was ahead of every night for the last two weeks to a screaming child. This was the Jeff and Cassie portion of the pod. Uh, um, I got a bunch of kids, too. I also don't call them freaks, you yeah. freak, okay? Yeah. They have some french fries. All right, Love buddy. It. So, hey, guys, uh, great to get back on with you. Uh, I think Suge called it correctly today, sort of a, a, a – a relaxing win. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, and, we steamrolled, uh, baby. We steamrolled eight and three. We're the hunted, and uh, we'll get to call you again maybe Thursday if we're doing a holiday edition. We're going we're gonna to make it happen. Uh, are you, where are you going to be doing the holidays? Uh, we'll be down here in Texas. Uh, okay. We've got, you know, families around here, so uh, we're going to do that this year. All right, send our best, bud, and enjoy that time with the family, and we'll be talking Thursday after dinner. All right, boys. Go Bills. Go Bills. Well, he's Chicago's hardest-working landlord living in Milwaukee. He's Mr. Fix-It. Yes, Fix-It! Up there in Bruce City, USA, Buffalo Bill Nichols. Not a lot to fix today, buddy. We're 8-3. and three. Not a lot to yeah. fix, period. But uh, the floor is yours. We've This has been a yeah. very jubilant pod to this point. We've covered a lot of bases, so give us something fresh. I mean, guys, as if, as if I have a tough enough time already to fix things, <laughs> find things to fix. And now, now you throw this on me, right? Um, it's why you're the hardest working man hardest working landlord it's baby it's true man it's true it's why I do nothing as a landlord um, <laughs> it's great because it, there were several times throughout the game where like you know I, I, I don't think about it too much but I always have in my mind like you know things that I want to fix or whatever and not a lot jumped out but I tell you there is one thing that's it's going to come into play at some point and uh and it's you know, especially coming to play as we uh, get down the stretch here with the better teams that we're going to be facing, and that's defense and turnovers. Like we gotta start. Like yes, it's cute. It's cute. It's really cute that we're getting close. Um, and listen, you can't. You know, our defense is awesome, right? Like no doubt about it. But when it comes down to it, man, those big time plays, big time playmakers, they're Trey just not, White, they're just get, not. They're just not there. 
They're not there. They're close. They're close. So close. But close is not like it's going to take a play like that to turn a game at some point. So and 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 we've got some big games coming up that if we've been holding back on those or the the tarot cards are going to run. Right. Yeah. And and, and, you know, we we do talk about and we talked about it a lot last year. Um, I think at one point over the summer, I, I told you guys to go back and listen to our podcast from last season against Detroit. And 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 what one of the things we talked about in that podcast, and we talked about it a lot in 2017, is that we were getting those plays, and they were game-changing plays. And there was a sense in 2017 when we broke the drought that that they were watching all this happen, going, "Well, this wasn't the plan, and if not for all these game-changing yeah. plays, we would be executing the plan." And then 2018 yeah. rolled around, and those plays never came. Yeah. But we talked about it as like it's sort of balancing out. And in like 2018, not getting any of those plays completely balanced out 2017, where we probably got four wins because of plays like oh, yeah. that. I, I believe the expression that we used a lot in 2018 was all things regress to the mean. Yes. But, but now here we are in 2019 and they're not coming. But to your point, Billy, if they come down the stretch, then, yeah, we've been at the mean now for three years. Now year three has to do its part. We've been through more than half of it without those big plays. We need some of those big plays here down the stretch. McDermott said play fearless. Maybe that's why we're seeing a bunch of almost picks. And they were so close today. But what else you got for us, Billy? Uh, not much, man. We're going to fix it, but I just love it. I mean, I love I love the way that this team is playing. I love, um, you know, you take a step back, and uh, they, you know, they showed a couple nice things on the TV about how we're building the team. And it is nice because, um, yeah. listen, we're, we're, week to week, we're week to week and, like, we criticize week to week. But I, I was thinking the other day, like, what if someone was looking at me at my job and being like, well, how much better did Bill get this week? You know, I mean, like, I mean, there's only so much I can do differently. Um, so that's a tough thing when we're evaluating Josh Allen and everything. But overall, what I love is that starting to be able to plug and play starting to be able to, you know, one guy goes down, not everything collapses. Um, you know, Mitch Morse goes out at center. Um, what's his name? Can step in. Um, you know, Spencer Long. Yeah, and Feliciano. Yeah. yeah. Feliciano as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, like, all eyes on, like, the center watching, like, every single specific play, but there wasn't any, any you know, major drop-off, uh, which is great. Uh, so things like that, it's nice to see. Um, so as we as we get toward um, uh, you know next thing about next year and the year after that, being able to continue to build depth, get a couple extra you know playmakers, and we're going to be uh, watching some good football for the next few years. Exciting. I, I agree, and you know I actually made this point on our group me. It's a little fanfare, but that's fine. I was having a random thought. I put it out there. My schedule is a little different than everybody's right now. <laughs> You're about to join me, Bill. Yeah. Um, there is a good chance that Sean McDermott never has, from this point forward, a losing record as the Buffalo Bills head coach. And I think it's you been... You mean overall, not overall. like seasonally. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he right now has, for, for his career as the Buffalo Bills head coach, he has a winning record. And I think he's now two or three wins above five hundred. And I don't see this team losing three or four games in a row ever as he continues to build on that. I, he, may, he may end his days as the Buffalo Bills head coach with a winning record. And, and people, 
would think, Logan, what's the big deal about that? What's the big deal about that? It's been since, what, Wade Phillips? Since we could say that? Maybe Mike Malarkley. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. But but well, that, that's, that's something that we haven't had. And all of a sudden, like you said, Bill, we're built for the future. We've got a lot of pieces in places. And all of a sudden, winning is now the expectation. When's the last yeah. time that we got into the third year of a coach and yeah. we said, wow, I'm really positive. Not... Oh, this is starting to stink. You know, the first year was bad, or the, then the second year was positive, and then the third year, we're like, oh, shit. Or, you know? more specifically, when was the last time we got into the third year of a coach, and we're not doing, like, desperation bullshit to keep the, the, to keep the dream alive? We're yeah. not, not, relying on, not relying on Andre Roberts or, to uh, make a play. Or, right. or Terrell Owens. I was about to say Terrell Owens. Yeah, yeah. or some <laughs> other bullshit. I mean, like, think of Chan Gailey's third and final year. I mean... But I, uh, oh, it was Mario Williams. It was yeah. Mario Williams was the big signing before Chan's final year. And, you know, like, we're, we're not running a team like that last fucking ass clown that was our GM. Right. But, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, we're, we're, not, we're not at a place now where we're just chucking, you know, no, no you know, lateral pun intended. We're not chucking Hail Marys hoping to finally salvage some. some hey. Like, we can just keep following the process because we keep incrementally improving. And here we are, eight and three. Hey guys, speaking of Hail Marys, what happened at the end of the first half? Why did we, you guys, did you guys already talk about that? That was my Jenny Cream Ale. What, what is the, what's with the end of every first half? And Cassie made that point. I've been making that point since last year. We signed a quarterback who can throw it 65 yards on a rope. Yeah, Let dude. him just unleash one for like, once. What is the, why not? I don't. I don't know. understand. I, I mean, I, I honestly understand think it. that there is something political about letting Josh Allen throw a pick because to us, we don't care if you throw a pick. Uh, you know, and it messes up your stat line if it's a meaningless pick, right? For us watching the game, but to it's just as meaningless evaluating as, as the eleven-yard Singletary got on the drive. Oh no, 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 what I'm saying though, but to everybody evaluating Josh Allen and saying he's a good quarterback, bad quarterback, blah blah blah, they look at that stat line. Like they're going to look at the stat line today and say he didn't have a very good game. But and then they're going to say, oh my goodness, how many? How much have people talked about the fourteen to one? TD to interception ratio, right? That's been amazing over there. But, you know, it, it hasn't been all been pretty, as we often like to say. It hasn't all been pretty. We've had losses in there, and they've Josh Allen has had some bad games in there. And so, you know, the stats don't prove it, but the problem is that at the end of the day, these guys get judged based on their stats, and I think that's why they don't want to just let him throw a pick. And, and here's the thing. Throw the ball up there. The worst <laughs> is... We don't have a Duke you, Williams you out a, there, you, though. You, correct. Put Duke Williams out yeah. there, which we'll probably see him on Thursday because Robert Foster's hamstring, we I think, is him. detached. We didn't, so like he, the, he was making a nice presence. But in the on game that today. crossing route on a third and long that, that he picked amazing. up with his legs, he flew. Flew. He is a fast. Wow. Runner. But uh, you guys talk about you guys talk about play calling, spraying the ball around, and all that. No, go for it. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I'm not looking at the stat line, but it just felt like everyone contributed. You know, like. You saw some nice plays of Frank Gore. You saw Singletary. You saw balance between the run and the pass game. You saw Foster. You saw McKenzie. Uh, and McKenzie, did he have a catch? I think he had a nice one nice catch. Yeah, he had one nice catch. For a first down, I believe. Yeah, he, he you did. You know, someone, someone focuses on shutting down John Brown. Well, they did for the most part, except for that one big play. And then you got Beasley. Um, and you got the QB executing and making plays. Uh, not just over the middle, long ball, Knox, short balls. Knox and Croft both had catches. Knox, in the game. Yeah, dude, fuck Croft though, dude. I'm I'm over this. Yeah. Yes, I'm over I the agree Croft with you, my friend. Experience. Well, it hasn't um, been much a, of an experience. 
Yeah. You know, no, I, I, it's a it's a it's a fifteen yard or a false start. False start oh, again. Yeah. Oh, that was the false start in the, the yeah. two yeah. minutes. Yeah. And Bill, I will say that uh, you know after I was saying that the reason I you know don't care about a kickoff specialist and I'd rather have that roster spot for Duke Williams to see him play. I was sitting there watching. I was like, well, what if we replace Tyler Croft with Duke Williams? I'm, I'm I don't yeah. know. All right. Bill, what were you drinking up there in Milwaukee today? Here's another. Here's another theory. Please. Are they are they saving Duke Williams? I thought that today as well. Ooh. We don't. I need, also we thought that the whole Frank Gore thing. They're like, oh great, let's give him all these yards. We're gonna rest Singletary. You know what I mean? Like these guys, I think they know what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah, from your lips to God's ears. That's probably accurate. <laughs> Bill, what are you drinking in Milwaukee today? Uh, drinking a moon, man, baby. Since moon, man. Nice. To, what are we doing? Cry me to the moon. What's 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 a good saying for the moon in this year? Fly me to the feeling? moon. Fly me to fly, the moon, baby. Fly me to the moon. There it is. There you go. And where are you going to be on Thursday? You guys hanging around uh, Milwaukee? Or are you heading back east? What's the deal? Hanging around, we're seeing if uh, any sort of water breaks or, uh, dude, it better not break during the game, actually. I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> oh, you're talking, about your, you're talking about your wife. Listen, yeah. there's a period of time after the water breaks before you have to go to the hospital, okay? You just oh, yeah, wait for those true. contractions. You just call me, and I'll tell you when the contractions – actually, call my dad because um, I'm not an OBGYN. Um, yeah. But I'll what, put you in touch with dad? my dad. Yeah, he is. So I'll put you in touch with my dad. Seems like, okay. Nice. No. Listen, as long as it is less than five minutes, you're fine. You're just watch <laughs> this half, and then you go, okay? Is that is that racist? Are you allowed to do that? No, I, it's my dad. It's definitely not <laughs> racist. I'm not allowed to do that. Dude, you're I didn't, not I didn't allowed to do that either. I didn't know he worked at 7-Eleven. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the racist. That's funny. Right. And then and then it goes dark. Uh, Bill, you got Liam all queued up for being a big brother. Is he looking forward to it? What's the deal there? Yeah, man, of course, dude. He's looking forward to it. Well, the dude, yeah, yeah, all good. I was going to go off on a tangent. but Man, listen that. to the Bills and Beers crew talking about fatherhood and no, parenthood. Man. man, we're all grown's up. Henrik is Y'all really finally impressive. caught up to my old ass. Yeah, hey, Suge, I was, I was trying to think the other day when we first met um, – I mean, it was you and me, right? Like we're start, like yeah. we're watching at Lincoln Station. Yeah. You so you you would sit at that front at the, the front at the bar. bar. Yep. And then did you just come over? Where, like, where, what was I doing? Yeah, you you were down. Are at you the guys front. telling the origin you, story right now? Is that yeah, what's happening? We're doing that. That's what's happening. Avengers origin. Uh, yeah. So uh, you were like, dude, stop being a fucking dick. Just come over. And I I remember I had met you and I said that, hey, let's start this Bills backers group. And you're like, all right, if you're gonna, we're gonna start this fucking Bills backers group, you got to come and meet the guys that I watch the game with up front. The guys and the gals that I watch the game with up front. And so you, nice. guys, I came up front. And then I yelled at y'all because y'all wouldn't put a brown person on the pod. Okay. That's what I, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Then, then d- d- but it was Jeff, right? I, I, and frankly, I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't replace Jeff with me. That doesn't make no, any sense. No, but wasn't it before that, though? Oh, yeah, before the pod. Yeah, no, no, no. I came down because once, uh, once we started the Bills backers group, oh, uh, yes, way we, you that. said, come on down. Like, come on, watch. stop watching at the fucking bar. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. We've been, we've been, we have been watching games together since 2006. You <laughs> joined the pod in 2013. But you no no no. But I've been here since 2002 wow. for yeah. the thing. But yeah. yes, and but we started the we started the Bills backers group in 2005. Right for and that the, Bears and game. The, and the podcast started See, in 2009. We were saving him. We were saving him, man. We were uh, saving saving the you juice. You were also baby. on call so, and and yeah. having yeah. a, a and, and you were in school. Yeah, yeah. you were I, not podcast ready. So you and I were 2004, and then I met Bill, yeah. and brought Bill in. Oh, there it oh, is. Oh, is that how it happened? Yeah. Okay. All but, right. Gaya yeah. over Dude, here. That was, mother the best temp, that was the best temp job of my life. I lasted <laughs> the one mother, day. The mother they, of bills and beers. They <laughs> had me in accounting, 
Yeah. At an ad, at an ad agency, and I see a Bills shirt, and there's Cassie. She's like, oh, 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 you're a Bills fan? Well, I am the- thankful for all of you on this on this wonderful turkey day. Hey, save it for Thursday. Yeah. Billy, we're going to try to do some remote pod, so even if you're uh, at the hospital, we, we expect to hear from you. But until then, we're eight and three, baby. Go, Go Bills. Bills. Go, Go Bills. Bills. Later, guys. Nice, guys. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card. This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer. I'm having the cider again. I had a Glutenberg during the second half, and tomorrow I have my final endoscopy. And waiting for me at the pharmacy at Walgreens is the butane inhaler that I can take for the rest of my life to have beer again. So you better believe on Thanksgiving Thursday, I'm going to have a beer to talk about. Literally told this man to start budesonide at the beginning of this entire process and stop this nonsense. Okay, so that's what happens. You don't listen to the gastroenterologist that's on the goddamn podcast with you. Bro, I'm getting tested for soy tonight. I'm literally I'm having edamame with barbecue sauce. (laughs) We're getting to the bottom of this, baby. Cass, what were you drinking today? Well done. Uh, So, you know, I've been extremely productive this weekend, and I did not drink Friday or Saturday. Wow. I know. Hell is a cold, cold (laughs) corridor today. I know, right? Uh, So walked in today, did my normal kind of first half thing, some Labatt Blues, and then look at the beer menu, and God of Beers has graced us with some Dovetail here in Lincoln Station. So I'm doing the Dovetail Hellas. Thank you. Very much. I love that you like Dovetail because I don't. Oh, I love they Dovetail. Sh- they share a parking lot with Beguile. Oh. Give, give me Beguile all day, oh, every day. Oh, my God. Be- Beguile Boat Shoes is the only thing that's decent. Other than that, Dovetail. It's German-style brewing. It I, is classic. I know. That's why I don't like it. Yeah. But I think we've talked about this. So Beguile does the Euchard. They have a they have a, like a pale ale called Euchard. Oh, okay. And the label is a Euchard hand that's all nines and tens. I've had a few of those. I Michigan gal, she yeah, gets exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Suge, what were you drinking today? So I will say that I have also been extremely productive and energetic and happy this week, and it's because I haven't drank in about a week. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> hell really has frozen over. I didn't even drink during the week. I didn't drink. Yeah, it's just no happy hour, no nothing. Uh, so um, uh, you know, turning t- t- turning a corner in my life. That's what I'm thinking. It'll probably last about three more days, and that's it. Uh, but the point is that I was like, you know what? I'm only going to drink on occasions when I want to have a beer. I'm not going to just do the bullshit drinking because it's a fucking Tuesday. Okay? So uh, so that's what I did. And it was a Bills game, and, and they were they were okay. And then we put out, we had a, Cassie and I had a Labatt Blue. Very reasonable. Cassie said, I thought you were a doctor, not a nurse, as I sipped it slow. <laughs> but uh, but it, it, it turned out good. And then, so... I was looking at the list at Lincoln Station, which is always interesting, and they got a bunch of the the Goose Island um, Bourbon County Stouts, uh, which anyone that hasn't had, anyone that likes, you know, barrel-aged Bourbon County, uh, you know, uh, uh, barrel-aged Bourbon Stouts, um, Goose Island is literally one of the, I think it actually might be the first brewery in the U.S. to do this. Um, So they definitely have the, the, the kind of the, the stamp on a solid bourbon bourbon stout, like a barrel-aged bourbon stout. 
Um, and so, you know, there's lines out the door when they release these things. It's a huge, huge production. And so uh, it's nice that Lincoln Station has one, two, three, five different ones here available. Um, and it's really impressive. And, and, and so any, any of you guys like the stouts, you like the, the barrel-aged bourbon ones, uh, come to Lincoln Station. You can get a flight here. It's, it's, it's really impressive. And anyone that does not have the ability to come to Chicago, but if you find a way to get you some uh, Goose Island uh, barrel-aged bourbon county stout, um, definitely get that. But I don't like them. I'm just not a, a big stout person. And so I was looking at the list, and there was a, there was an IPA from Haymarket, which I've never really loved, even though they're a local Chicago place. And I looked at the back thing, and it was like, oh, there's Bell's Two-Hearted. You know, great Michigan brewery. One of the most solid IPAs that's out there is the Bell's Two-Hearted IPA. And uh, the problem is the fucking can is orange, and we're playing Denver. So you know I can't order that. Uh, and as that went on, so that as soon as the game was over, I had myself a Bell's Two-Hearted, and it's delicious, it's wonderful, yeah. uh, but you can't do it when you're playing the Denver Broncos. So I waited, I had two Labatt Blues, and then I moved on to this. It's a good beer. Uh, a couple of things, uh, quick housekeeping notes here. So uh, I, I, would, I hesitate to call them our sister podcast. You know, she was my sister. You know, there's like, you have your sister cities, but... I, I hate that sister podcast has some sort of like negative connotation because, as we all know, what, Ca- f- female exactly. something, something's wrong here. No, and we all know that Cassie's by far the fiercest, the most talented person on this podcast. Yeah. You know, my wife's intellect and talent, you know, makes mine look minuscule. <laughs> I mean, my wife, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, at this point, it's like I'm like the homeless person that's living in her house. So I want to call them our sister podcast, but I don't want anybody to think that I mean, you, you know. Less of them, and quite quite the opposite. It's it, I mean more by it. But want to give a quick shout out to Buffalo Bills. Maybe next year, uh, love interacting with those guys on social media. Love they it's give a good us, listen. It's, it's a good it's listen. It's a great listen. Well, let's be honest, Lars. As soon so Lars, remember remember Lars fell in love with Kyle Orton because he liked history and all that. Other yeah. Stuff. As soon as they did that one segment this year, this day in Bills history, yeah. Lars was fucking in love with that well, man. And, okay? and we will have Paul back on this year to do it. And Frank is feeling a little jealous that we don't have him on. So we'll get him on to do a segment about God knows what. But I will have him on this week. Is he the wrestling guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, or at least I'll be reaching out to him this week because I want to figure out a way to do a remote recording Thursday after the game. Uh, it's Thanksgiving. It's tough to get everybody together, so we're going to try to do a remote recording immediately following the Cowboys game. Which, by the way, are we done th- like crowning the Dallas Cowboys God's gift to the NFL? They're about to fall to six and five potentially here to the to the New England Patriots. But I'm feeling good about that game. I'm not going to talk about that just yet. But we are going to try to record a podcast on Thursday. And if you're a Chicago listener who does your gaming here at Lincoln Station. Uh, I'm I'm told that they're gonna have the bar open. You bring bar your own will food. be open. Bring your own food. The kitchen will not be open, but it is incredibly generous of uh, Ben, the owner. I was here when back in the day, uh, Lincoln Station did not open during the holidays, and I had to bring my ass to Delilah's to do it, and they gave me a hard time about it uh, at Delilah's. Oh, your, your your Bills bar isn't open. Well, here we are. Uh, you know, the game is on on every single TV in America, um, and. Ben decided to open his doors just so that the people that want to spend some time with Bill's Mafia uh, op- you know, can, can sit here with their real family. 
That's true. And watch the Bills game. Speaking watch of, the Bills beat the Cowboys. Speaking of which, I'm way over 45 minutes at this yeah. point. Um, so, yeah, that's the administrative stuff. Uh, if you like this podcast, you will enjoy uh, beat Bills maybe next year. I the problem is their name sucks. No offense, fellas. But yeah. in, in doing so, it's hard it. It's hard to find you guys. Buffalo Bills, maybe next year. Search for it on iTunes. If you like us, you'll like them. We give you the takes immediately after the game. We're a little highbrow. We like to pride ourselves on being uh, urban professionals. They are equally highbrow, and they give it to you three days I was later. I they're all lawyers. Yeah, like. so, th- so they're a little smarter than us. They're way smarter. Yeah, so just listen. They're also to th- not hammered. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually not always true. Uh, so, Suge, you got us for the wild card. Get us going. Yeah, so uh, I had my flu shot on Friday. Uh, and, uh, you know, right immediately after, I kind of felt a little sluggish. I was like, ah, oh, it's weird. That's the thing. And then, yeah, today definitely felt, you know, some body aches, some chills, and, and you know, all that, all that other stuff. And I was like, oh, man, that flu shot's kicking my ass, right? You know what I didn't say, you fucking morons? Is that the flu shot gave me the flu, you Dumb mother. Who are you talking to? Because who are you berating? Literally right? every patient I talk to. Okay. <laughs> okay. The flu. No, oh, I, I got the flu shot and it gave me the flu. No, it didn't. You dumb. Mo- I, here's the thing. Body aches, chills, light fever. That's the sign that the flu shot is working. You're developing an immune response. I'm a PhD in immunology and a physician. Damn it. Stop it. You stupid anti-vaxxers. Wait, okay. wait, wait. You have a PhD in... in, in That's you... right. Yeah. That's what my MD-PhD is. Okay? So here's the deal. Wait, what is Cassie Jane Mouth? I'm from you, Chicago. Oh, you, yeah, I knew that. So That's wait, right. Wait, hold on. So we did a little bit of like liver stuff, then like intestine stuff, and like, would you just pick something to be good at no, and go with it? That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I'm never actually actually good at anything. Uh, but the point is, is that you know I'm so tired of overreactions. Oh, I got a little sniffles. Well, the flu shot give you the flu shot. This is why you should never get a flu shot. In fact, I'm that's why I'm never giving my child a flu shot because I took the flu shot and I got a, I got the flu. No, you're broke ass didn't there is no flu in the damn flu shot it's a bunch of proteins all right <laughs> the point is people like to overreact about the buffalo it's just a bills. bunch of damn proteins anyways all right back to the buffalo bills, bills like the people like to overreact about the buffalo bills i saw tremaine edmonds make two bad plays in pass <laughs> coverage and i made him my uh, jenny cream ale i still maintain that i don't want a kick returner but You know, maybe I went a little too hard on Andre Roberts because he had a good game today. But the point is, is all this nonsense. Josh Allen throws one aberrant pass. People are like, oh, that that pass today? Do you see the highlight? Yeah, I mean, it was nowhere near his receiver. It was a bad It pass. was clearly, this guy has no place playing in the NFL. I guarantee you this is going to be a call on WGR. And I know that last week was a complaint about WGR callers too, but y'all are ignorant sometimes. And so what is your Favorite and by favorite I mean most hated Bills overreaction. Can I can I just make this personal real quick? Yep. Not about the Bills because uh, it's been a lot. <laughs> Clearly, I mean it not per- personal about the flu shots. Well, it's 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 been all parent talk all the time. But this happened at Jack and I today. We, uh, my mom gave us a, a membership to the Children's Museum. Great gift, yeah. by the way. Awesome, awesome, awesome gift. So when you have any y'all got kids, go to Chicago Navy Pier. Yeah, Chicago Children's. Just Museum. like you know, hey, how can we help Henrik just burn ninety minutes of energy? We'll just take him down to the Children's Museum and pay. Plus it. a beer garden at the end. Yeah. So, but you also probably need the flu shot before yeah. going <laughs> in there. <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah, I gotta get him his. Uh, 
but as we're driving down, so Henrik's sitting in the back seat. He's singing along to Christmas songs. Jacob, two and a half weeks old, not making any noise. You want to talk about overreaction? Jack and I looked at each other and said, "Is he asleep?" And we both said, "Well, he's either asleep or he's dead." So one of two things is true: he's either calm or he's he's dead. But that's the mode that you're in when you have a two and a half week old. Is you you're constantly just putting your hand on his or her chest, thinking, uh, "Is is it alive?" Oh, okay. We're good. We're good. I'm I'm glad to know that because I used to babysit no. a lot, and I'd be like, "I hope it's still alive." No, I'm in overreaction mode. I'm I have I, several times a day I check, and I did this with Henrik too. I will check to make sure Jacob is alive. Oh, do you have the little dent uh, the dental mirror? <laughs> like to see if there's yeah, yeah, just, I, I, that. I, did, I found one. I like, was I like, mean, like that, do you use it all the time? Like, so whatever we're about to talk about pales in comparison to the fact that I am constantly checking in the fact of whether or not my son <laughs> has suddenly died. Like that's <laughs> because human beings have survived thousands of but years. I have for the last yeah, but in all fairness parents also hear about SIDS and yeah, all this other there stuff there is a like, disease called like, sudden infant death syndrome <laughs> that's not reasonable that you could just have to worry you can't put that on parents so I have been constantly like you were talking overreaction I've been constantly like is he dead oh, okay. it's like don't <laughs> let him sleep on their stomachs like so the baby is like literally turned three degrees to your left like no is he dead is he dead is he Oh, we're good. Okay, I can see the blanket moving. Okay. All right, so back to the bills. One oh. of the things we overreact to. Cass, you get us going here. Something you overreact to uh, that maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. Or a, a, certain, a certain player who's started 125 games <laughs> maybe. Uh, I'm not going to take Jerry Hughes because I'm still not a fan of Jerry Hughes. Um, I mean, I guys, I got to touch on it. I will always do it. I'm going to go back to, like, James Hardy. When we drafted him, <laughs> well, we drafted him in the second round. He's like six foot, like yeah. 14. R.I.P., like, by the way. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. James Harvey is dead. But my <laughs> point is, is any speaking, big. Speaking of sorry, which. Sorry. Yeah. Tie that together. Any point where we get like a very big wide receiver, Duke Williams, I am just like enthralled by that idea. And I just go off on it. And I. Like, literally, when Robert Foster went down today, like, within yeah, seconds, within seconds yep. I was like, oh, guess who we get to see on Thursday? Duke I, Williams. I had that thought. I, that was my immediate thought, too. And then I thought, Cassie's thinking this. And then I looked at my phone, <laughs> and Cassie had already texted it. It's like, it is. Because we're so big receiver deprived. Literally, anyone over 6'2 is automatically Calvin Johnson. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's the, the thing you have to understand here, Cass, is that like big doesn't always know, equal good. But I like I assume that if you're big, you're going to be good. You know why? Because I am not big and I played volleyball and I played sports with a lot of people where I was just like, Jesus, if I had your like your the way your body was built and not the way mine was, I would be so athletically talented and gifted. But I'm not. This is a good opportunity to move away from how Cassie's body's built. And I was my my overreaction. Rock power said, wait, 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 wait. Tell us more. Um, my, my overreaction is well documented here. And it would I uh, defending Jerry Hughes. But I, I, I stopped short of calling it an overreaction because am I wrong? It's it's the thing that is like the the reason I overreact to is because it's so basic and it's so simple, and yet nobody seems to get it right. And oh, oh, yes. No, no, no. Yeah. But, like, go, I'm, go, not go. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm wondering. I've got two things. No, it's it second is. half timeout. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I gave the timeout Just Don't signal. call the second half timeout. Don't do it. Now, we did it today. We were up 13. I was, I was fine with it. There were 
There were some strange uses of timeouts today. Their use of a timeout Dude, with if, two seconds if, left if to go in the third quarter where if, it was winding if up. I was you in, genuinely have ruined us, Lars, it, for life. Because they called a oh. timeout in the first half, and both of us were like, Oh, okay? Holy shit! Is this okay? It's Lars. Like, is there somewhere a ketchup bottle breaking? Like, I just don't understand what's happening. Because it's. I mean, it, it is mostly predictable. And I was like, no, no, no. It's a first half timeout. He's yeah, gonna be okay. With okay. It. He's gonna be they're okay. They're okay. With it. They're not. They're not ideal. But it would have been nice on the. Flasks. If I was, if I was a Broncos fan, and gra- oh yeah, and, and granted oh. this game was. But if I was a Broncos fan and we're losing, and I call time, my coach calls timeout with two seconds to go in the third quarter. Just to keep the wind at our back for a third down play, he he didn't know what that was we going ended on. up converting. And he had he had no idea. I he would have no idea. Blown I, I don't understand. I don't understand because it was third down. He must have thought it was fourth down, right? But we were going for it on fourth down. Like, why would we do that? I don't. I don't it's understand. It's a very simple rule of thumb: do not call timeout in the second half unless you're up by two scores, or if it's literally an opportunity to score on that play. But if you're not up by two scores. No, no, no. Or if you have like if you're 10 not, players, if you're not up by if you're not up by two scores, do not call t- a second no, half. I, I think situational no, football. No, if you, no, no, no. Hear me, hear no. me. Out. You're at the ten yard line. No, and you're down by one score. No, and no, you were at third down. If at it's your like, last opportunity. if it's like five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like this is your chance. You have to score here. If it's the third quarter, no, you take. You take. Oh the, yeah, no, no. Agreed. Agreed. No, no. I mean, like it's, it's a game-winning. No, maybe five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Maybe ten minutes or more to go in the fourth quarter. Do not call timeout in the second half unless you're up yeah, by two definitely scores. Definitely not in the third quarter. Period. Absolutely. The the five yards that you get penalized on a delay of game are infinitely less costly than not having all three timeouts inside two minutes when you're trying to come back. And yeah. and, and the the. the the fact that like this is just not a like a hard and fast rule blows my mind. And the Bills do it. I've seen Ben Roethlisberger do it. I see Tom Brady do it every once in a while, and it just blows my mind. So I think what Lars is saying here is he's right in him having a, a difficulty with the decision, but it's his complete overreaction yeah, yeah, and yeah. throwing of the ketchup bottle or swearing or just like literally like standing up and like pounding the chair against the ground where everyone in Lincoln Station's like, what the fuck's going on up there? Yeah, and then and then with two minutes left to go in the game, I'm standing up and go, see, yeah. see, wouldn't you love to have another timeout right and, now? And everyone's like, what's the crazy guy talking and about remember when we Remember when we called timeout because we had to get lined up properly on third down that we didn't convert anyways? Anyways, yeah, so here, here I am overreacting. But, I mean, for real, don't yeah, no, call time out. It's 100% right. And I'm going to – I I, I, think I'm going to just overreact everything about the Bills. I can't – it's you people that call the WGR. <laughs> I can't. Y'all need some level of, like, think about what you're saying. Like, write it down. And <laughs> all of y'all that call and actually make good points, it's always – once in a while, I used to think that was a pattern. That the person that says, hey, I'm just going to hang up and listen, right? Those people that are the, usually the worst. That person, like, actually, like, you know, he just made a point and, and, and is going on, and, and, and he's not. Then when they, like, make a point to, you know, discount what you just said, you don't just keep arguing your stupid point. So I used to like those. But then every once in a while, I was like, he's like, I'm going to say that the Grinch had pink eggs and ham, and that's what that's the point, and that's why Josh Allen is no good. I'm just going to hang up and listen. It's like, what? Like, you waited on hold for 52 minutes for that? What? It's 
five o'clock in the morning in Chicago. Like, why? Why would you do that? But anyways, the point is that I just wish, I wish people would take a little bit more time before they called into WGR. And just, and at the level of anger that I have, and I think it's because usually I'm about to go into clinic and I'm about to I was going to say, you're, you're, you're essentially B to C. You, you understand that you are significant. I mean, we've already talked about your 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 academic accolades here. You you understand that you have a vastly superior intellect. Well, it's to, not. To, no, it's not general, intellect. Like, you but it's just know a matter this. of like, it's just a matter of just think about it. Think out your point before you call in. You're no, on hold for 50 minutes. You're on hold for suit, 50 minutes. Like suit. literally. Ta- 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 is that the point? This, is that this, nobody no, does this, that? This is me trying to like talk you down from your overreaction. Okay. First off, you got to take the general pop. Okay. And you got and you got to like put your expectations for intellect somewhere around here. Okay. I'm, I'm doing a thing with my hands. I've, I've moved it down <laughs> to about a third. Now, okay. This is gen pop expectations. Now, people who call into sports talk radio. Okay. <laughs> Now, cut the jeans called in. Now, sports I called in, and I gave a very good point to Nate Geary. That's true. He, he gives us props. We got to cut that in half, okay? And now you're dealing with ha- half of the ha- half of one third of people, and half of those people make salient points. So you know, set your expectations. And the rest is entertainment. And the rest is there. But that's, I mean, that's the point, though, right? Is that it's the overreaction. It's like, why do I get so angry on the way to work? It's like, because I know that someone at work is going to make the same type of point about something different, and I'm going to have to. Like, I can't yell at them. I can't yeah. yell at my coworkers. I, w- I certainly can't yell at my patients. I don't want to yell at them. But I'm just like, I want no, my own talk show just so I can yell no, at callers. No, like the the monkey dust that you buy will not help your liver. Yeah, but doctor, I I saw this thing and it was I was like, no, it won't help you. But this is from Cambodia. Yeah, it's from Cambodia. Oh Lord. PSA, herbal and dietary supplements are the number one most number one most common cause of drug induced liver injury. Okay, so just stop taking them. All right. The point is that yeah, that's that's my overreaction. Like Good. I just I can't. I can't. Well, let's not on. We got hey, Thanksgiving is in four days. Yes, and before we wrap up, I have to have a shameless plug. I need two minutes. Yeah. All right, so everybody's traveling for the holidays. You know where a lot of people stop for the holidays? They go to McDonald's. Oh. And I am going to tell you, starting tomorrow at your local McDonald's. We've got a great- Or the one that's on the highway. Yes, or the one that's on the highway or the one that's on the turnpike or wherever you're going. Stop and get the new bacon barbecue burger or snickerdoodle McFlurry. The burger is made with 100% fresh beef cooked right when you order it's gonna be hot and juicy and it's delicious it's got burger or it's got bacon it's got crispy onions got a delicious barbecue sauce i have to plug it because i need some sales baby yeah well you you still have like uh, a minute 15 left on your two minutes if you want to keep going yeah. oh i got something to say about popeye's chicken sandwich <laughs> all right that's enough you know <laughs> i finally had let's, it let's quit while we're ahead this has been uh, just like the bills came forward so did the popeye's chicken sandwich yeah this, this has been an energizing sunday afternoon looking forward to thanksgiving if you're traveling with your folks or your family, or wherever you're headed, you're head back to Buffalo. Stop at McDonald's. Stop at McDonald's, and uh, you and know, give Popeyes. give thanks for an eight and three start here in Bills Nation. You're probably listening to this while you're traveling. We'll have a podcast hopefully for you Thursday evening for your travels home. Eight and three. I think we're gonna get to nine and three. I I'll think. Take it. I think that I think that this defense is good enough, but I think that this offense led by Josh Allen doesn't need. A we dominant shock defense. the world, baby. I think we're getting to nine and three. You heard it here first. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere podcasts will be able to tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. Find us on social media. 
Go Bills! Go Bills. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna shout.